0: Dr. Airsoft's here. He's done a number of online blogs about uh, iPro, safety gear, airsoftmedicine.com. So, yeah, give him a round of applause. Yeah! (laughs) Who's missing their uh, shield card?
1: Hey, this is Master Sergeant Mad Max Mullen. I want to encourage you all, and matter of fact, I'm going to give you an order to listen to Airsoft Medicine for the latest reviews on safety and equipment, because one of the um, premier things is safety, whether it's on the real fields of battle or in the airsoft world. So that's an order, Airsoft Medicine. This is Mad Max, Ranger out. This is Adam from Take Aim. Be sure to check out Airsoft. Diving it, man. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <just laughs> going I'm screwing you. Going. All right. From Take Aim. Take
0: A Magazine. Okay. This is Adam from Take A Magazine. Be sure to check out the Airsoft Medicine Podcast.
1: He's the MD with ADD. He's
0: Dr. Airsoft. Thank you, Rangemaster Larry. Uh, I am a little distracted today, huh? You well, notice that? Yeah, I mean, it's like you're just, you're here, but you're not here. Yeah, we had uh, all sorts of stuff at work today. Not a whole lot of patients, just stuff like having...
1: A, I don't have any patients either. Arrange, <laughs>
0: That's... Having to arrange a new phone system and... Getting a computer set up. Yeah. Okay. So, this is the October 2013 edition of Airsoft Medicine Podcast. And we have lots of listeners who are just sitting on the edge of their seats right now, listening to these words. To to find out if we'll mention them
1: and shout out to their club or whatever.
0: Well, yeah, that's part of it too. That'll happen too. Yeah. But all the airsoft goodness that we have. So, this being the Airsoft Medicine Podcast, people can reach us and Boy, it looks like a lot of people did uh, this last month uh, by writing to us uh, at airsoftmedicine.com. And you, in front of that, you put either my name or your name.
1: Mm-hmm. So you would be Mark at airsoftmedicine.com.
0: And you would be Larry
1: at airsoftmedicine.com. And, and I never get an email, but you know what? Until? Until just, you know. It, you it, saved it, up. Well, I, I so seldom get mail that I hardly ever <laughs> respond. <laughs> and I've gotten a couple of... Uh, Gosh, i got to get back. I've got a couple of requests for articles, but the magazine's probably already either been published or maybe it's let's, out of business by now. Let's <laughs>
0: talk about the magazine. Airsoft Insider yeah. with writer Rangemaster Larry yeah, yeah, is on newsstands. I saw it at in Roseville at the uh, Barnes & Noble by the mall. Was I in it? I didn't see you in it. I didn't see an article by you. I think I saw Thumpy.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I saw, oh, is his last name Strange or Less Strange?
1: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah, I've, I, I need to get back with the uh, publishers. The yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no, this is bad, bad on me. It's been so I, I so seldom open up that email because there's very <laughs> little traffic other than you know, uh, kind of uh, the sketchy usual emails that you know people like me get. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to say, <laughs> deleted. <laughs> deleted, deleted. <laughs> anyway, but I did get one from from Jordan, A guy named Jordan. It says. Hi Larry. Not I just the, wanted to email you because I know you're lonely without these emails. I know you feel left out. <laughs> I'm just joking. You should have seen your face. And then at the end he says, I love the content you guys put out. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan didn't write me. No, he just wrote to me because he, he knows he I'm felt, lonely. He, he felt he, bad he, for you. He felt the need. So thanks, Jordan. Write anytime. All the time. Okay. Where are we at? Uh, I was still going where through our are- contact information. Facebook. Oh, yeah, Facebook.
0: You know, you find us on Facebook by looking for Dr. Airsoft mm-hmm. and you will find us. And you can find us on YouTube because we have lots of videos about trying out uh, different goggles and face masks and gloves and knee pads
1: and elbow pads. And And if you subscribe to this podcast on on. On iTunes I, you iTunes already or, know because you you've probably gotten uh, right. you know a little oh, ping from iTunes said hey they got a new we
0: have new reviews on iTunes thank you thank you uh, yeah. they're great yeah if if you were to go to iTunes looking for an Airsoft podcast mm-hmm. and you look at the reviews on ours you'd think we're
1: really good wow we have deluded people <laughs> oh, we have a spengali like effect no, when, on the when, when you say we've deluded people
0: does that mean they're more dilute than before? Not dilute. Oh, okay. diluted. <laughs> Those are both medical terms. Yeah. let see. What else can we benefit from?
1: I could benefit from a flu shot. Oh, are we going to do that today? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, we, we probably you know, jab a needle in me on, on the air, so to speak. We did it once, didn't we? I don't did think we? we actually did. We, we? What we did was we took a, a selfie, uh, a selfie movie, and I think you put it on the, uh, oh, that could be. On the tube or something, but. Okay, I'm I'm willing to be to have my my uh, intramuscular uh, shot right here on the air and protect me from the evil flu virus.
0: And it would be a good public service thing to show that
1: you're getting your shot.
0: Now I have a video of me getting it on the uh, Auburn Medical Group. Oh, yeah, I saw
1: that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, okay. There's got to be an airsoft tie into flu season, though, right? That's when it's time to play airsoft. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe don't share masks. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> or your 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 iPro will not protect you from the flu virus? It would. Well, <laughs> if you're wearing it. I suppose it. Could. <gasps> Wear your
0: airsoft gear everywhere you go. That's no, I was going to say it's an argument against mesh.
1: Oh, there you go. That's there it is. Okay, well let's as long as we're on a kind of a semi goofy medical topic. How is the flu transmitted? It's through respiratory uh, secretions. Yes, mucus. Oh, this that's like snot and, snot and boogers. And little
0: respiratory droplets that yeah. people sneeze and they float in the air and or, stay around for a while. If somebody,
1: oh, let's say you're on the subway and somebody does a, a sneeze, hurts you, but you don't know it. And the doors open, you pile in, and all that stuff is flying around in the you, air. You could possibly get it. Bingo boingo right on your eyeballs, right? Yeah, but if you were wearing right. if you were wearing your full seal goggles, you'd be all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but if it they have vents around, it mm-hmm. could get through the vents. Oh, and you need vents, otherwise you're gonna have problems with fogging. Yeah. So
1: well, that's not the only thing you'd have a problem with. I think if you walked around everywhere with IPro on like that,
0: and sometimes I do that when I'm trying out new products. I'll ride
1: my bike. I'm gonna take my bike ride up to Winchester well, and back. And that, that 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 doesn't look quite as freaky because you're on a bike and, and it kind of fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because p- p- freaky people ride bikes. They tend to at least in this town. There's two kinds. You can look at them instantly. Go based on what they're wearing. Oh, a biker, like an exercise biker, or oh, parolee. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Let me let me yeah. see if I know the difference. Okay. The parolee is not wearing the helmet. Doesn't wear a helmet. He doesn't have toe clips. Nope, he's not wearing spandex.
1: Nope. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. It's the um, I ain't got no driver's license. Look, parolee. Yeah. He's got an anklet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No toe clip. But there's a he wears his he wears what looks like his wristwatch on his ankle, <laughs> and it's really big. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the guy. Okay. Yeah. My turn to share an email. All right. This comes from my friends at JBU, John Brown University. I'm reading now. Hang on, I'm gonna
1: get rid of some respiratory secretions while you
0: do that. Oh, gross. <coughs> that's why you wear long sleeves? Yeah. Wipe it. Okay, hello from the JBU Airsoft Club. Following your suggestion, it's been a while. We've pursued contacting co- Oh, I don't want to we don't have to tell all that. All the well, details. but
1: they're they're contacting certain companies for sponsorship.
0: That's that, that's all. what it's about. And it sounds like they're probably gonna do okay. Okay, moving on to the next paragraph.
1: On the topic of barrel blockers, think, but, but here, no, but wait, they want to use us as a reference. Oh,
0: I forgot to re- mention
1: that we Did were that wondering particular it, company. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think we're persona non grata I, with them. I, I, I'm
0: trying to get that company to respond to my emails.
1: <laughs> well, they haven't. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll, well con- JBU, you may want to rethink who you who you uh, personal <laughs> we'll, references we'll, are. We'll, <laughs>
0: we'll continue to try to contact those folks. Okay. I'm not sure. They're probably listening to this, and that's okay. I'm okay if they hear that we don't know where we stand with them because maybe that'll inspire them to drop a line. (laughs) Okay, on the topic of barrel blockers. We discussed the pros and cons at our last meeting. This would be their JBU Airsoft Club meeting. Our general consensus was that we do not recommend using them. This was for several reasons which follow. This is the first reason. Numero uno. They're a hassle. They're another thing to keep up with that can get lost. We feel that the overall cost outweighs the benefits explained in further points below. Okay. Let's take these point by point. Mm -hmm. The very first sentence, they're a hassle. Okay. First two sentences. They're another thing to keep up with. that can get lost. Can't argue with that. Yep. I agree fully. Yep. I think if you are going to make something like this, there's so much to keep track of. um, At least when I play it's probably unnecessary that i have so much stuff that i bother with that uh if it somehow would keep itself with you like a strap or whatever mm-hmm. kind of like the uh super uh,
1: oh yeah the, the dead rag, the dead rag yeah. what, what's the
0: name of that again oh. the rag pole. yes which i found mine finally remember yeah. i thought we left it in the rail car
1: yeah that
0: irene but no the previous irene no no I, I found it finally oh good okay so if if it has something like that 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 would be a plus for the barrel plug thing Uh, And I guess we'll address the other part of it in the following points. Next point, number next. As if I can't just say the number two. Okay, we feel that barrel covers would give a false sense of safety. While barrel bags are rated to a certain FPS, they are not 100% fail-proof. If a high-powered gun was matched with a weak blocker, a discharged BB could still exit the barrel and the blocker
1: at a significant velocity and could cause injury. I think we're missing the point just a little bit, though, because imagine if that blocker weren't there. Where would that discharged BB go go then? And how fast would it be going then? It would really cause injury. Which
0: they address with one of their future points here. Yes. Um, I don't think it's the next one. It's right
1: here. It says that uh, they deteriorate. They, meaning the blockers, deteriorate the four rules of gun safety. If we make airsoft guns appear to be 100% neutralized by a blocker, this may allow for people to, well, uh, for people treating them with less respect. When someone gets used to that, uh, when someone gets used to that, uh, I think he left out a word, but anyway, his point is, it gives a false sense of security. It's kind of like, hey, if you got your uh, well, if you've got your iPro on all the time, <laughs> walking around in the subway you know, you're not so careful of all the people with umbrellas. There you go.
0: Right. So he he goes on to say, all it takes is one person forgetting to apply the blocker to have something bad happen. Wow, I could turn that around.
1: Well, yeah, that something bad happens. All it
0: takes is one time for it to be used when something bad happens and you save someone's...
1: Yeah, yeah. Whatever got hit. But the barrel blocker is not intended to uh supplement I mean or, or to, to supplant firearm safety it's maintain muzzle awareness keep your finger off the trigger mags out action open if you're in the safe area the the the, the barrel blocker isn't gonna negate that and, and they, you still have to do all that and they do touch on that our fear is but that a point player... is if you do all that I think who so yes. they're going if you do all that who needs the dang barrel blocker
0: And the problem is not everybody does it right. This is reality. This is why airsoft medicine exists because people don't always follow all the That's why we test things at ridiculously close Mm -hmm. distances because, and most of our audience to this podcast is on board with this. When I talk to them, it's people who aren't avid airsoft medicine followers who will always throw out the argument. Mm. Well, you're not supposed to do that. That's the whole point. Well, people don't do what they're
1: supposed to, and we protect our eyes because of it. My recent trips to real, real steel range, they, they go into overkill mode for safety. And when they call a, a ceasefire for people to go down, down range, check their targets or paste up new targets or whatever, they want you to do the following. They want you to you know unload your weapon, bench it, put a breach flag into the action of that weapon conspicuously, step away from the weapon behind a yellow line and touch nothing on the bench. And unless you're downrange changing targets, you shouldn't be in front of that yellow line. And the range master walks along and he looks at every bench and he looks to make sure everybody's action is open and you have to have a breech flag, which is a little kind of a plastic thing that just fits in it's kind of like a, a T block or whatever you want to call it. Of course they sell them there for a buck. They're, they're nothing, but you've got to have them now. The breech flag is telling the, the range master. Well, obviously, if this flag is in there, there is no, there's no uh, round in the action.
0: So it's like a brightly colored piece of plastic that's yeah. in the gun. Yeah. It, it sounds very similar to what we're talking about here.
1: Kind of sounds like that. Now, and I guarantee you, that thing is not designed to stop a round, but it does show that the action's open, that the the, the, the weapon is not in battery, and but you could also say, well, why do we need? What do I need to pay a buck for that stupid breech flag when? I'm behind the line and no, nobody and nothing is touching that weapon. You know, because because we want knucklehead will, (laughs) we want layers. Yes. Of redundancy of of safety. Yes. Because Because you still get hurt even with layers of redundancy. Because we have a zero tolerance policy for that kind of an accident. And it's very little effort and we like those layers. We want to make sure we're sure.
0: Yes. And, some people would consider overkill and say, you know, I don't need that. I'm safe. But if I'm the guy walking down the range, I want to see that.
1: I want to see every one of those things you just described. <laughs> if I'm going to be in front of those yeah, people. I, exactly. I'm out there. I don't want anybody. And yeah. they'll they'll get on the, the bullhorn system and say, don't touch that bench, you know. Because yeah. folks will forget and they'll, they'll be going through their bag looking for more targets or whatever. No, no good. Continuing on with uh, the JBU
0: Airsoft Club. Our fear is that a player that has gotten accustomed to having a blocker in every gun will be less aware of where they are pointing a live gun or one that does not have a barrel blocker in place. Newer players will be more likely to point loaded guns at each other jokingly
1: due to the fact that it's safe because the blocker is on my gun. So that suggests that because if you have your seatbelt on and maybe even a helmet and your car is equipped with airbags, you can drive like a complete maniac. It's okay, right?
0: Interesting. This was a topic on a uh, podcast by Freakonomics mm-hmm. where they were covering how football injuries have changed. The helmets are, are much, much safer for the guy wearing it. Yeah. And in the process, they're using them in ways they never would have used their head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They use it as a weapon against the other side. T- so now we're getting injuries from on the receiving end of the helmet instead of the guy wearing the helmet.
1: Yeah, which is why in the NFL they they are finding players for for leading with the helmet. Yeah. So that is an example of what they're describing here. I'm not I'm not gonna
0: say it's a totally off base argument because there, there are some some of that out there. In that same podcast they also talk about uh I believe it's Stephen Colbert bought this Mercedes and the In the interview, he describes how the salesman used the term death proof to describe the car Mm. because of all the safety features, things that are crazy. Like uh, if you're rolling, the car rolls the window up as the car is rolling to keep you from having an occupant ejection. Well, so you don't lose all all your beard. So you don't lose all your beard. Yeah. Yeah. But what he said was he was so moved by the description of the safety of this car that he actually drove in a manner Mm -hmm. in this car after he bought it, that he would not have previously driven because of this somewhat of a sense of invincibility.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't recommend that.
0: We don't. And of course he looking back on it and and talking in the interview about it, doesn't uh, recommend that or endorse it, but there is a certain something about people get used to things when there's supposed to be something that makes it, safe, Mm -hmm. you know, air quotes there. But I don't think that's a reason against using it.
1: No. Uh, You know, you should always exercise the basic firearm safety rules. Always, always. Applying
0: a barrel blocker, continuing on with the letter, applying a barrel blocker to an airsoft gun could be equated to taking the mag out of a real steel firearm. It does not make it safe to point at anyone. Actually, I think taking the mag out is equivalent to taking the mag out, but uh, moving on, we won't comment on that one. Barrel blockers give a toy slash paintball vibe, which doesn't hold true to Milsim.
1: Mm, they look dorky, but so do the little orange tips. Which some people... Yeah, blitz up. Paint, They're not we, Of course, to, we know. don't know if that's legal or not. Yeah, and their letter goes on. It's, it's basically kind of making the same points. Um, yeah, I... I get it. I I I feel where you're coming from. I
0: I do too. I I understand. But I also understand what you're saying about on the range, the T-block, the Yep. So, so that that comes from David and Caleb, our friends at JBU Airsoft. You know Caleb from mm-hmm. Quizzing. Absolutely. And uh and of course, we uh, we love JBU Airsoft. We love David and Caleb. Uh we just disagree a little bit on the role of safety and 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 taking certain steps and you know, maybe the barrel plugs aren't a hundred percent, the greatest idea and thing, but uh, we'll see what happens. It does look like it's going to be part of the recommendations.
1: Mm-hmm. It's okay.
0: Doing. Do we move on to another letter? We do. Okay. This is from, I'm not sure how you say that. Is Declan. It Declan. Yep. Or, a, he, or dog tags. I guess he goes by dog
1: tags. Declan. His first name is Declan. He's probably Irish.
0: Okay. Hello. I am interested, oh, you, you can do Irish, you do it.
1: Uh, no, I, I Okay. Yeah.
0: I am interested in a Halo custom mask from Evic. I'm trying to remember how to pronounce it. We'll go with Evic. The eye protection is mesh, and I am wondering if it's true that sometimes BBs shatter on mesh. Should I wear full sealed goggles underneath or just regular shooting goggles? Thanks, Declan or
1: Dogtag. Oh, I see where he's going. Yeah, I wouldn't go with the mesh alone. What? But what if he wore, like, say, a pair of, um, I don't know, like Oakley clear lenses underneath, not necessarily full seal, underneath that mesh? The,
0: the chance of something bad happening is very, very small.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what we'll just say. I don't know. We flat out recommend it, but, you know. <gasps> And and you and I have both seen guys out on the on the field wearing that as their primary, you know, without yeah. the mesh, just the just the. That's leaves. true. Yeah. There there
0: are people running around doing that, and sure. and again, the chance of something happening bad is small, although it that it, it does exist And in that situation. We do know of people who have had BBs get in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We don't know if somebody who's had a uh, certainly don't know of anybody losing sight. Never never seen or heard of that. I know there's rumors about it, but I've not seen the documentation to support it.
1: But you know, if you're going to wear full sealed underneath, why don't you just wear the full seals and forget the whole mesh thing?
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. It's
1: like taking a shower with a raincoat on, as they say. Belt plus suspenders. It's
0: right, a belt with suspenders. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Doc, first-time listener to the September 13th podcast, and I have to say awesome with an exclamation point. Hey, I like this guy. Especially the DC talk reference. Hilarious. Down to bidness. That's bidness. He uh, said bidness because he's business. from Florida. Because he's from, oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, this is Sawbones. What are your thoughts on medics embedded in major airsoft events? I've been really thinking about the implications of this at local fields. I'm in central Florida. But have come up short due to unknown regulations regarding medical direction and provider liability. It is something I would love to do, especially in-game. Your thoughts, warnings, advice, jokes would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Doc. P.S., could you all give a shout-out to East Coast Tactical Squad and TAC Airsoft Compound in Lakeland, Florida? I think you just did. Oh, all right. All right. I was going to say, no, after doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, let, let, let me get my head around what he's asking. Embedded Medics, in other words, he would be like a, uh, well... I can't tell. Is he a medical professional, or he's going by? Didn't he say he was going by sawbones? Well, so is he a? um, I thought he
0: said he had some uh, degree of training. Okay, either way. Oh, maybe I um, misunderstood
1: it. My, it, it, it's not super obvious. But let's say it's so. Anyway, he's volunteering to be the the for real medic at the event. I think it's it's a, you know, as a player, I think that's that's a great idea. But there are probably some legal ramifications. Are there not? You're still looking for. That. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read my response. Okay.
0: Okay. So this gets a bit long, but oh, uh, well, I, I wouldn't
1: read the response. I would paraphrase well, the response.
0: Uh, yeah, but I, I, this was so good. I put so much thought into it. When okay, I let's go. And it's 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 something that comes up quite a bit because there's other people with medical training and airsoft, and they'll they'll write to me or they'll talk to me at these events about actual medical stuff on the airsoft field, and I have a lot of thoughts of that because I think about this. A lot. Yeah. Whenever we go to a public event, uh, even when we go to San Diego for the, you know, yeah, yeah, the whole Point Loma thing. Okay, so, dear Sawbones, I would see paramedic involvement at games the same as paramedics working any public event, concert, camp, football game, etc. The exact regulations vary according to the scope of practice defined by state laws. I would expect that it would be difficult to find a physician willing to accept supervisor status since it only opens them up to liability. There's probably a basic level of intervention, maybe just first aid, which would be allowed without supervision, but again, you would have to confirm that with your local state. I found that I'm often much less apt to promote actual medical practice in airsoft games than other people in the medical field. And this is usually people that don't carry the actual liability on their license. Right. Uh, but since I'm the one that has the license and has the malpractice policy, uh Everything rolls downhill and I'm at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. So I'm currently a board certified emergency medicine physician. Uh, I've practiced emergency medicine for years after completing a a residency in emergency medicine. Worked as a base station supervisor over medics uh, when I was in Kansas City in their EMS system. With this background, I view my role at an event to be the same as anyone else trained in first aid, Mm -hmm. which that would be you, right? Yep. I do the minimum care necessary in the field because qualified on-duty EMS will be on scene shortly, pretty much wherever we're playing, to transport somebody who's injured to a facility that's properly equipped to do the evaluation. And here's another thing. When I see somebody who gets hurt, and oh, Mark's a doctor. Let's yeah. have him evaluate it. Right. Now, hold on a second. Here's the thing. You're asking me to take on the legal liability equal to that of a doctor with a CAT scan ready to go. An X-ray machine and a full lab,
1: mm-hmm. but you got what with you? A and, ballpoint pen, and a, right. a a pocket knife <laughs> and some duct tape. Yes,
0: that's what I am, MacGyver.
1: Mm-hmm. You can do it. And you're coming I, to me. I can use this to fix a sucking chest wound.
0: Asking me to do an evaluation and 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 anything I say is. Uh, a medical evaluation and And, advice. It can be
1: used against you in a court of law. (laughs) Yes,
0: which people say, oh, you're so paranoid or you're so selfish, or maybe I imagine this being what people say because of my own guilt that comes with it. But the truth is I am held to the same standard of knowing what's going on in that person's body as someone who has all those tools right at their fingertips because they're in the department and they have them and can order them. So if I have that level of standard of care I'm being held to, I'm very hesitant to step in. Mm You know, I kind of would rather just, you know, do it it through the system that exists. If you have a doctor, you know, so I, I, what what you're saying is no good deed goes unpunished. There's a lot of truth to that. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly. So, uh, think, think about that situation. Um, I left off here reading. I, I got taken off, um, 80 deed, huh? Yeah. just, Okay, just one example. Okay, that's pretty it's, it's much what more, I said. It's more
1: interesting to hear your screed than, than to have you actually read it. I think it is. I yes. think you're
0: right. So I, I told him, you know, I hope this helps, and it gives you a little bit of a an insight into my own paranoia that yeah. I live with all the time and why I come up with what I do. Yeah. And but,
1: it might explain why there aren't so-called embedded medics at these games. I mean, those, those who are in the know uh, probably feel similarly.
0: Yeah, you know... The doctors at events are usually really playing at low key. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably an exception because I use the whole medical thing as, yeah. you know, let's the promote safety. Yeah. Sure. The whole personality thing. But then I think about, you know, how many times have we come across a doctor in an actual airsoft game? There's that one guy who claimed.
1: Yes. That he was a combat medic. Yeah. And uh, anybody who's playing there
0: and hears this knows who we're talking about. Yeah. How many of you guys believe he's really a doctor?
1: I think he plays one on TV. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I think we've come to an end of another 30 minutes, roughly, of uh, Airsoft goodness. It Witness. goes by so fast. Well, you know, not if you're listening.
0: <laughs> if You're just dreading the next few minutes and hoping it ends. Let us out. Please. Please. I want to hear the music at the end now.
1: Congratulations! You've just yeah. wasted another thirty minutes of your life with Mark and Larry.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, remember that you can contact us at our our addresses, which are Mark at Airsoft Medicine or Larry at
1: Airsoft Medicine. I'll probably check it more often now that yeah, I yeah now I saw least, those emails. Okay, I've been man. rude to people and not answering them.
0: Stuff all over the place, and then do uh, write the nice comments. Make sure your friends subscribe, uh, especially those who maybe need some more. Uh, safety instruction or inclination toward that but uh, we need to get on our way so we're going to tell you to uh, play safe there you go Spartan Imports Incorporated is one of North America's largest distributors of premium quality airsoft products for military training and recreational purposes. Our major product lines have full warranties and we offer comprehensive in-house dealer and consumer technical support. Among the many brands and items we carry, Spartan Imports is the exclusive distributor of Magpul licensed PTS airsoft products, Classic Army and Javelin brands of airsoft guns and Amp
1: Tactical and Mag brands of high quality airsoft and recreational shooting optics and accessories.